Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengo and Liz Hartman. And hello, Newburn, on this fifth, I think, cold, dreary day that we've <laughs> yeah. had. What a week, my goodness gracious. But as we know, you know, the, the rain's got to come so that the gardens can grow. <laughs> and, you know, it was a little dry out there. I'm sure the farmers appreciate some, some moisture. But ooh, it's been dreary cold, and tomorrow's going to be really cold. So everybody stay under the covers if you can tomorrow morning. Uh, we have got a fabulous show today. Jam-packed. I want everybody who's on um, Facebook who can see me right now. Um, I am in red because today is National Wear Red Day in support of women's heart health, but women's health in general. I think it's really, really important. Well-timed because isn't today the heart ball? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the heart ball. Tomorrow night is the heart ball. What's important to me is that my mother died of congestive heart failure. She had heart disease. My grandmother had heart disease. Uh, my father had a pacemaker, but you know, the women in our family, it's important to take care of yourself, to know the signs, to know your body. You know, let's support women, women's health. I think it's really important. So um, that's why I'm in red today and it's a great day. We have got a fabulous show for you today. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we've got a guest coming up in the next couple of minutes. Of course, I've got Liz Hartman in the house with me, which I'm always good because some days I don't know, so this is good. But she better stop traveling because she's not even sure where she's I don't she's even know where to. I'm going. We'll have to get into that later. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely want to talk about that. Uh, but in our 8.30 segment this morning, you don't want to meet it. We're going to have uh, Mayor Outlaw, uh, excuse me, Mayor Odom, the two O's, <laughs> there you go. Mayor Odom on the phone. Um, talking about the Talbot's Lot ba -ba sale meeting that Exciting. was the other night. And we're going to also have in the house Commissioner Denny Booker oh, love talking me, my Denny. about you know I love the Denny. Sudan Temple sale. The county has purchased that property and what the vision is for that going forward. So you don't want to miss it. But before we welcome our guests, I'd just like to make a very uh, brief statement. I haven't written it out. This is from my heart. But uh, I've been contacted. Of course, there's been a lot of media in the last two weeks over my appointment by Mayor Odom to the Newburn Housing Authority. There was an article that the director at my very first meeting that I went to um, made statements that I was threatening her and all of the above. I'm here to tell you none of that is true. Um, it is her word against mine, basically. Um, we did have discussion about something and the discussion we had focused around a public hearing that was advertised that she held that the mayor and I were concerned about, and I said to her, uh, we're concerned it was an illegal meeting because you did not have a quorum of your board. It was not opened as a public hearing. It was just an informational meeting. And she got very upset with me that I said that. Um, and, you know, we were in a nail salon, to, to be quite honest, in the waiting room. So uh, I, I don't believe anything is true. The really sad part about all of this is that when she after she made the statement we we discussed it as a board and the resolution was that the chair and vice chair would uh meet with her so that we could find a time for the four of us to meet together to resolve this so we can move forward and work um that meeting um she had a week off the meeting took place between the chair and her and she has decided that she does not want to talk to me and she does not want to resolve this so um, that's where we stand. I think it's a very unprofessional. I've been on boards for 25 plus years. I've never had a director speak to any board member, including myself in that way. Um, if that's her style, then so be it. Um, I was appointed to serve uh, the Newburn Housing Authority and to get things happen. I've been attending those meetings for 10 years now, 10 plus years. I've been attending those meetings. I'm concerned. Um, We've got people at Trent Court living in housing that was built in 1940. It is not conducive to today's lifestyle. They need and deserve better. We need to be building houses. We need to get the uh, damaged, blood-ridden uh, buildings taken down so that we can create more housing. And we need to operate that in a very open and trans transparent manner. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care. If you think I have conflicts of interest, I'm a loser, whatever. I'm there to serve. The mayor has appointed me. I will serve. And my skin is tough. So anybody can say anything they want about me, but I'm going to get in there and do the job that the mayor has asked me to do. And I look forward to serving with the rest of the board members. If the director doesn't want to speak to me, so be it. But we are going to get the job done. That's it. 
Amen. So let's get on with our show. Whoa! What a day. Really good. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Let's go. So um, I we've got a great show this morning. I've got two people that um, we're getting ready to talk to that I've known for a long time. Um, I want to welcome Jennifer Bayer, who her first most important title is um, at the. Lifetime Learning Center. You're the director of the Lifetime Learning Center. At the community college, yes. Which I want to tell you that many years ago, I had the very great honor of being part of the think tank and all of that starting and moving and going was on the foundation many years ago. And uh, it was, you know, the idea came and you took it and just made it something really special. And I know so many people enjoy it. So uh, Jennifer Bayer, welcome to City Talk. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And then um, I've got my uh, distinguished colleague and good friend um, on the phone, uh, Melissa Riggle, who is the executive director of the Craven County. Hey, Melissa. Hey. As well as a board member of the Atlantic Dance Theater. Is that correct, Melissa? That's correct. Good morning, morning, everybody. Nice to talk with you. Let's, Jennifer, start off and, and tell us what's going on. Well, um, I'm here today to talk about a very special project, and it is the Lifetime Learning Center in partnership with Atlantic Dance Theater. Um, this actually, uh, the idea for this project uh, started right down the street at the Bank of the Arts. Uh, Jonathan down there has uh, like a monthly meeting of all of the different arts organizations. And we were talking at one of the meetings about how can we collaborate differently. And Elizabeth Pope with Atlantic Dance was there. I was there. She was talking about, oh, I just love to bring the ballet. And I said, oh, I would love to have the ballet. I've tried to work something out with them a couple of times and and it never worked out. And this is the American Ballet? Um, This is... The Carolina Ballet, Carolina. Okay. Um, the premier company out of Raleigh, which is a big deal. A yes. big deal. Yeah. I mean, they um, they really set the standard um, in this region of the country right. um, as a professional dance company. Uh, Robert Weiss was their artistic director for oh, probably 22 years or so. Um, and they have a new director, um, Zalman Raphael, who has taken over the leadership. Of course, it's been a rough go for them with COVID and everything. Oh, I bet, yeah. Keeping a, a professional company together. Um, so this is their 25th anniversary. So all things sort of collided and came together. Um, I do this Exploration in the Arts um, performance series, um, and we love having dance because dance, we have a lot of arts in this uh, thing, and we have a lot of dance studios, but we don't have a lot of professional performances of ballet or, or professional dance here in New Bern. So we see this as something that if we work together, we can do. A gap to fill. Yeah. I love it. Right. So um, it all worked out. Um, Joan uh, Taylor with Atlantic Dance um, had a connection with the folks at the ballet, and, and we've all just gotten connected, and we've, we're bringing this all together for basically a two-day residency with two performances and um, intermediate and advanced dance classes that the uh, perform uh, the the dancers are going to teach. Very cool. So the classes will be with professional dancers. Um, uh, that's being hosted at Down East Dance um, location. Um, Atlantic Dances um, Theater is is kind of managing the classes. And when are those classes? So the classes will be on Saturday morning, February twenty fifth, um, at uh, two classes at ten, two classes at eleven. They kind of flip-flop, so we have an inter- intermediate and advanced, and then intermediate and advanced. Perfect. So um, all of that information is available on the website as far as what students qualify for Very which cool. dance class. And we've got all that information up. Thanks, Nee, Let's for see. anybody who's watching. Yeah, I have my website on yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's on our, our um, screen right now. If you okay. go to Craven Community College, I guess under um, Lifetime. Yeah, so cravencc.edu slash LLC. Love it. And look for the arts program. So um, will excited. they be doing a performance for the general public? Okay, so there's two performances, one on Friday night, the 24th at 730, and another on Saturday matinee at 230. And um, the name of the performance is called Behind the Curtain and On the Stage. So... Um, the kind of the flow of the program will be like the audience will sort of uh, starts as being um, a uh, oh, I don't know a fly on the wall at a dance class 
So they're going to do, be doing like a live class and narrating that. Um, so you understand what happens in a dance class. They'll also narrate what happens in a dance rehearsal and what the artistic director is thinking about while he's watching the dancer and how he's giving them direction. Um, they're going to take, the dancers will take a short break and uh, we'll learn more about the 25-year history of the ballet. And then the dancers all come back to perform a full ballet uh, called, um, I might mispronounce this, but it's called Curacao. Kira Kira. I'm not, I'm terrible with this name. But anyway, it's a ballet um, that was choreographed by Lynn Taylor Corbett, um, who is their uh, choreographer in residence at North Carolina Ballet. Very cool. So um, we're just very excited. I bet. And Melissa, what is the, where's the nexus here? How are you getting involved? So I got involved, um, I had a friend who's on the board for Atlantic Dance Theater, Ashley Curry, who is now the chair, um, reach out to me and it kind of talked to me about this organization and their mission. And, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't, was not familiar with it, but once she started talking about what the group does and what the organization does, I really just got very, um, it just clicked. It just connected with me. Um, Atlantic Dance Theater, just to give some perspective as um, they're a service organization and they promote arts and the art of dance and they do this throughout Craven County. So their mission is to bring dance and programming and education into the schools. Um, and a, oftentimes it's in the underperforming schools or schools that um, are, you know, it would not necessarily ever see or be around the Carolina Ballet, you know, and so it's, it's exposing kids and engaging kids into these um, this creative outlet and network that they might not have ever had an opportunity to expo be exposed to. And so I just really, um, I, you know, like I said, it spoke to me with the mission. So I got involved, got on the board. Um, and this performance has been a long time coming. Joan Taylor, who is on the board, has been working for several years to cultivate this relationship with the Carolina Ballet. And out of it has come, you know, this amazing opportunity to have these events this weekend or the uh, weekend of the 24th so um, we couldn't be happier there's just a lot that um, it was a long time coming and and you know to have like we've talked about or, and Jennifer said so so great um, you know to have a, a group come in of this caliber that's the gold standard for you know ballet in this region I mean that's that's truly an honor and um, you know it's the partnership between Craven Community College and ADT has been amazing. We know Craven Community College does wonderful things for our community anyway, and Jennifer's been tremendous and kind of steering us and leading us in this uh, yes, project. And not but, because she's sitting here, but that is such a true statement. No, I, it is very true. And, and I knew her before her lifetime learning <laughs> days, and she's yeah. done an amazing job. Um, you know, Melissa, really. we are really blessed here in Newburn to have such an amazing arts community, whether it's performing arts, visual arts, you know. I was um, going to say, this is like perfect follow-up to last week. Oh, I, I mean, it's we're just quite the place to live. Just amazing. And we're so lucky to, to have all of this. But, you know, put on your tourism hat now and talk about the importance of what we're doing in attracting people from other areas to come to our community and how we're using this in um, attracting tourists. Well, I mean, it's so unique to have such a robust uh, variety of, you know, visual and performing arts for a, a community of our size. That's really unheard of. I mean, our calendar, when you go to you know, visit newburn.com, is chock full. And and thanks in part to Jennifer and her department for doing that for us. They are one of our biggest submitters of events. Um, but it's, you know, for, again, for a community of our size, a destination of our size to have all that we do, it's truly very unique. It sets us apart. And we have begun talking with um, the Craven Arts Council and uh, the Civic Theater and how we can package that and use that as part of our brand. Uh, we're actually creating a, a, a promotional month for arts in April. Um, all of these events that are taking place, it's nothing that was that are being, you know, developed, they were already in place. We're just kind of packaging them up and showcasing them throughout the state and beyond to say, hey, look at Newburn. I mean, looking at us in a different light, people know us for being historic and waterfront, right. but do they know about our artistic community? Do they know what we have to offer? Do they know the talent that we have here in our community? So we're trying to um, to get that word out as much as possible. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And, um, you know, no matter what's going on, every weekend you can find something. Whether oh. it's a, a show at, uh, you know, at the uh, Bank of the Arts, it's 
theater going on, and we have several theater, theater companies, companies here yeah. in, in New Bern. It's 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 fascinating for me because my one of my first jobs when I came here was with the yes. Arts Council at the Bank of the Arts. Remember Carrie yes. Worthy? I was with him um, those back were at the, the days. Those were the days, <laughs> but. Even when I came here 27 years ago or whatever it was now, oh my gosh, um, there were always an arts community here, a very strong arts community. But the difference now is how far it's grown. I mean, when we talk about this community and the plethora of nonprofits, a number of those, a big percentage of those are, are arts organizations as well as the things that we have, um, whether it's social services or um all the different things that we um, engage in here. I think we must have more nonprofits per capita than any county. Yeah, and I, I wish we could I, get. I, I wish we could get the numbers on yeah, that. Yeah, it would be true to because, see that because we this community is so supportive. But the arts itself, I do believe, um, have always been part of that. What makes Newburn attractive? Um, but as it has grown and developed, I'm happy to see that, like, the city recognizes that. The, you know, the the tourism boards recognizes that this is part of what makes New Bern such a great place to visit and a great place to live. Right. Because is, it's the balance of the absolutely. business and the hospital and the yeah. education. All of those things come together, but without the arts it's not a very lively uh, downtown. Yeah. <laughs> we shouted yeah. out Jennifer, but I think we need to shout out Melissa because there is such beautiful teamwork. Mm -hmm. Like you said, TDA is recognizing the value of the arts and getting involved mm -hmm. and putting those events on the calendar. Yes. And it all plays together. And, and that calendar, yeah. that Visit Newburn calendar. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It really well, is. You know, I, I know Melissa <laughs> would agree with me and that it's largely due to Tammy, who um, yeah. is the visitor service rep, and she does an amazing job. And, you know, hounding people and saying please give me your information so i can put it on the yeah tammy a is a military spouse so we're just bringing this all together yeah mm -hmm. yes yeah. again yeah she she was here and they were stationed here when it was time for her, her husband to leave she he said well where do you want to go now and she said newburn there we go <laughs> yeah wanted to be here so they live right outside of newburn but they love it here and they they came here from wisconsin so i mean this is another you know our marine corps I and mean, what we have here it makes it such a great place to live. It keeps people here and they want to come back. Right. right? Absolutely. No, no doubt about that. But this is an opportunity now, of course, you know, everybody who has a little girl, Melissa, I remember yeah. we're a little girl taking dance lessons. Oh, I did. Because Becky took her, years. you know, I mean, it's just, I've seen all yep. this evolve and now you have a daughter and my little yep. Everly is at dance now. Yeah, that's why I think Ashley knew that this would speak to me. She knew, you know, she'd get me on this one because it just really it connected well. And mm -hmm. I, I thought about Reese and, you know, the, the programs I've they've had in the past couple of years, even through COVID, they put together almost 30 different programs and they brought in um, ballet dancers into, you know, they brought them into Jones County Schools. They brought them into Trent Park. They brought them in. I, I went to one almost recently at Epiphany and they have ballet dancers and they go and they perform. They do demonstrations. They get involved with the kids. They get to talk with them. And it's just something different. Like I said, that most students might not ever have an opportunity to to see and take part in. So, um, so what we're so, saying is Atlantic Dance Theater is more than just um, bring your child and get a little ballet class. No, and they actually yeah. don't really have a studio. Their yeah, whole okay. mission is to promote dance, whether it's prof uh, professional performances at a ticketed Great. event. Thank you for But um, it's getting... Uh, communities, children, young people, adults um, engaged with dance and to learn about the art form. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's, right. that, that's awesome because, again, explain to people who are new to the community, who are listening to our show right now. And again, you know, I'm just taking a little break to say we are live right now on Facebook, uh, Newburn Live, and we just appreciate, you know, being part of this great station. And then at 6 p.m. tonight on 96.3 on your FM dial, we will be rebroadcast. Thank you, Henry Hinton. Thank you, Henry Hinton. That's <laughs> right. Um, and allowing us to be rebroadcast during drive time. And we love that. And we get lots of good comments. So um, if you're listening, um, you know, go to the website. Find out more about Atlantic Dance Theater, what it does, what it does for our community, and the opportunity to engage in these classes and um, see some really great ballet from a premier ballet troupe. Is that what you call it? Company. Company. Okay. Company. Dance company. Dance yes. company um, out of Raleigh, our very own yes. North Carolina, um, you know, beautiful dancers. 
And uh, I think it's awesome because I always say, you know, I was um, on, I was a board member of the UNCTV, mm-hmm. public, public radio, uh, public TV for North Carolina. I sat on there for 10 years. And um, my, at the beginning of every meeting, I'd say, okay, what are y'all doing for Down East? Okay. <laughs> You're all a Raleigh centric, you know, everything yeah. happens in that triangle. I feel like that is changing, especially yes. over these last few yeah. Yeah, shows yeah. we've because done. there's so many of us with voices saying, yes. hey, bring it you here. know, bring it here. Right. So oh. many people pouring their heart, their soul, their money, their sweat and tears into these properties and developing this town. And it's it's right. incredible to see the results. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I see this as an avenue. Like, for a long time, you know, we had, like, what, one symphony performance? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and the demand <laughs> for that. So hopefully this means we create a partnership with a ballet so that they're not just visiting once every 25 years, exactly. but they're coming to Newburn on a regular basis. Because quite frankly, I mean, I do my best to share all of North Carolina. Like we go to the North Carolina Museum of Art. We go to Deepak to the Broadway shows. We go to Raleigh to see, um, what did we just, oh, the opera. We uh-huh. took folks to the opera. So we'll go. But I can only take 40 people mm-hmm. on the bus. And it's it's expensive when you yep. do that. So it's important that our state resources and our the Come best in our state here. comes here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we've got about five minutes left. And so I, I want to switch a little bit. And I want to give you some time to talk about the Craven Community Lifetime Learning Center because it is such an amazing asset that we have here. And I know some of our listeners may not even be aware of the programs you have out there and how to find out more about them. But you guys present everything from movies to trips to day experiences. So talk a little bit about that. All right. So, yes, we do. The Lifetime Learning Center, you know, it's not a building or anything. It's an idea. (laughs) We we (laughs) talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we had it one time ago. (laughs) But anyway, we... um, I'm kind of, I I guess I would say the Lifetime Learning Center is the field trip people, right? I love it. For adults. Yeah, for adults. I'm the field trip lady or the bring people to New Bern uh, person. So what we do through the Lifetime Learning is uh, we have the International Film Series, which is a free uh, foreign film series that we now have over 500 people attending to come. We have two uh, two shows. We have the next one is uh, today, actually. i got to get out of here and get there. But at 2.30 and 7.30, these are free films. They're selected by a committee that watch over 30 films to select seven. And so they're great films, and they come from all over the world, um, comedy, drama, uh, you name it. Um, and tonight's film is, uh, today's film Fisherman's is from the Friends. UK. Yeah, Fisherman's Friends, about a group of men who sing sea shanties on the Cornwall coast. And a producer <laughs> thinks maybe he should get him a record deal. So it'll be very fun. <laughs> so we do that, and that's monthly, September through April. We do do day trips to things like the North Carolina Museum of Art, the opera, different uh, things around the state. Um, we do travel programs. Uh, like USA, and we do one international trip every year. Um, We are doing the new uh, history lecture series in partnership with Tryon Palace, which has been a big hit. We actually ran out of We we wouldn't have thought that more than 200 people would come to a history lecture, but they did. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) To hear John Lays uh, speak about early newborn history. So we're really thrilled about that and wondering, you know, thinking about how do we do better, you know, and continue that um, with the lecture series. Um, We've um, also have performances coming, and um, we're doing a benefit concert uh, with the Malpas Brothers. Ah. So not only do we do the classical, the ballet, the Baroque, the, you know, whatever, but we also do good old-fashioned, old-time, classic country and awesome. that concert will be at uh, Grover C. Fields. More space. Uh, more space. <laughs> they're, they're actually from Goldsboro. Oh, and, um, Yeah, and um, so we're excited to bring the Malpas Brothers on March 9th. But anyway, you can see all of our different programs on our website at cravencc.edu slash LLC. So these are all open to the public, so you don't have to join? or is No, there there's a- no membership. Okay. And some of the programs are free. Some of the programs just have a, regist- you know, have a registration fee. And it just depends on the program. When we 
do like best of Broadway day trips. Those can be anywhere from 200 to 250 because of the price of the Broadway tickets. Well, plus but, the transportation. Yeah. You hire a bus. Can I read some of these programs? Because I pulled this up and I am mind blown at the breadth of these programs available. So we've got Broadway opportunities. We've got movie opportunities, but we also have oil painting for beginners in January, conversational Spanish, intro to sign language, yes. belly dancing. So that is the this is amazing. Of, this is what is exciting. We have tried numerous, uh, we have had start and stopped a couple of times to kind of reinvigorate our adult classes or community classes. Just these are non-credit special interest classes. Um, and then COVID really shut us down. I but thought, we have Suzanne, um, so we have reinstigated that, and that is all under uh, the auspices of the Community Enrichment Program. Okay. So I'm Lifetime Learning Center. Community. Oh, I clicked the link. But then. No, Sorry. no, no. But it's great because we are the same. We, we're co-marketing together. We're co-talking about each other because our audiences cross I, over. Yes. I bet. So the same people want to go to the art museum. The same people want to take right. belly dancing classes. Belly dancing classes. And Can you imagine? Painting. Belly dancing. And they have fun. <laughs> they have a great time. So anyway, um, we are just thrilled that that is back up and going. This um, is so cool. Both of these websites. I love having you and Melissa on here because I didn't even know some of these existed. This is really amazing. It is. Um, we're going to, um, you know, I, Melissa, first and foremost, thank you. I know how busy you are. You're just getting back from a great trip out west. I know I can't wait to hear about how successful that was. And I know you're getting ready to get in the car and go to D.C. <laughs> for the big adventure travel show, which really um, is a great opportunity to tell people about New Bern. So you have safe travels on that road and and. Thank you. you know, represent us well, my friend. <laughs> thank you. I will do my best. Uh, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to come talk about this. And um, just, you know, uh, as I'm kind of signing off here, I just wanted to remind everybody again to get their tickets on Friday, February 24th and 25th. Um, and I also want to, of course, thank all of the people in, in addition to Jennifer and the community college, our sponsors. I mean, we had Carolina East, the Craven Arts Council, First Citizens Bank, Summerall Sug. Um, I mean, Janet and Dallas Sutton, the Pope family, there's so many people that are um, helping to contribute and make this happen um, because they see that uh, what the mission means and how um, truly valuable this is. So right. Thank you to everybody. And please go get your tickets. You can go to cravencc.edu slash LLC. Great. And oh, thank you Melissa. again to Liz and Sabrina. Oh, you know, I thank you. Thank you. Ticket prices. Yes, go ahead. The ticket prices are $25 for adults and $15 for students. Unbelievably reasonable. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for all of those sponsors, it would not be that cheap. Yeah. We couldn't afford to do it. People couldn't afford the $50 ticket to right. see the ballet in New Bern. Right. So without the community support, the grantors, the Bait Foundation, the Arts Council, we couldn't do that. So, um, that's, that's awesome. why the tickets can be reasonable. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, Jennifer, thank you. You thank you. Please so know much. you're welcome to come anytime here. It's always good to see you. Thank you for the great work you're doing. We really thank appreciate you. it. And everybody, get more information. We'll make sure Newburn Live is Absolutely. running that and, and putting that out there. So thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you being... at a belly dancing course. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm ready. I'm sold. Thank you. I would be too. <laughs> My days have passed me by a long bad. time ago. Yes. This is really cool. We're, thank we're you gonna for transition now. And we're gonna uh, get ready to get uh, Commissioner Booker in the chair. But in the Meantime, we're uh, probably have uh, Mayor Odom on the phone. Is that correct? He's on there. Mayor Odom, are you there? I am. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to City Talk. Um, we, we're trans transitioning in Commissioner Booker, so we've got a couple of minutes, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity for you to update everybody about the Talbot's Lot Sound meeting we had, or that the city had on Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was a good meeting. Um, I think it was exactly how government is supposed to work. Um, people were provided an opportunity to provide their input, and uh, the board listened to all that. And we ultimately made a decision, and it was a six to one vote to move forward with accepting the upset bid offer on the Talbot side. That uh, is wonderful news. That is that is good news. Um, you know, um, as I understand. Uh, Lots of comments, um, but you know they were saying they were more pro, com uh, more against comments than pro comments. But 
at the end of the day, I believe the um, against comments were not necessarily MSD taxpayers. Is that correct? That that is correct. Um, there was, you know, about by, by a very informal tally. I know this isn't perfect. I, I had jotted down about seven people that spoke for, and about eleven that spoke against. Um, that was just my numbers. And then there was three folks that that spoke that said they really weren't sure whether they were for or against, or they were fairly in the middle. Right. Uh, but um, you know, I received a letter uh, from that was signed by several MSD taxpayers. I want to say it was about seventeen on that list that um, were supportive of the sale. And it's their money that went in to make this purchase and acquisition, you know, 20 plus years ago, and it will be put back in the MSD fund. Uh, so those folks can benefit from it. So I certainly feel like it was the right decision. I, and I know that not everyone agrees with that, but you know what, there's not many decisions that we do make that everyone agrees with. But at the end of the day, you have to do your research. You have to make sure you're doing what you feel like is right for the city. And that's certainly what I feel like we did to uh, Wednesday night, actually. Well, an interesting comment that I had made to me, and we'll just briefly touch on it, is that somebody said, God, Sabrina, I, I thought you were still on the board because they called your name so many times during the meeting. I thought you were part of the <laughs> board still. And one of the comments, and, and let's, let's talk about it, was that um, I was the alderman that made the motion back in august late july early august before i went off the board to put a sign and and sell the building and so my statement basically was um you know i think it's time we put a sign on the lot let's sell it and um ask for direction from the board and everybody agreed there was nobody that said no and and i said to uh, foster use mr use that you've got your direction now you know the statement i want to make on my behalf is that Good governance is knowing the temperature of your board. You can't make anything happen unless you know what's going on. So, you know, before we got in there, there had been a lot of conversation by many of the aldermen or why is that lot sitting there? Why are we doing something? We need to put a sign on. We've put a sign on all the other lots. So I basically heard what they had to say, being the alderman for the first ward. I felt it was my job to bring that forward. When everybody was in agreement, that's the way it should go. I don't know if you agree or disagree. You you certainly were on the board at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, and and your name was mentioned several times, and it, it almost felt like it almost felt like it became a little personal that people were more upset that you were the one that maybe started the conversation versus that we were actually selling a lot. And you know, there there were several comments that I had um, jotted down that. I had planned on saying and, you know, you know, uh, as being there in that position, sometimes it's, you know, you don't have to say things. Sometimes it's best not to say things. Uh, but there was a lot that could be said. You know, there was uh, I don't know. I, I hear sometimes that there's not a lot of things to do in New Bern. And, and personally, I disagree with that. There are a million things in New Bern and we just covered 16 more. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it kind of makes me wonder maybe some of the folks that, uh, are always trying to stir up a controversy. Maybe we need to send them a calendar of events of things that's going on because there's a lot that's happening. And, you know, there was some some perceived controversy over the meeting. Well, Mayor Odom called this meeting after the board voted, you know, five to two to, to delay it until February 14th. Well, you know, just so everyone knows, I picked up the phone whenever I received a phone call from the potential buyer saying, hey, look, I don't like how this is going. I've got earnest money and a deposit sitting out there. I don't really want to wait three weeks because there was three weeks in this particular time period in between meetings. And they said, you know, I, I think I may rescind my offer. So I picked up the phone and I called every single member of the Board of Aldermen told them that information and asked them would they be supportive of having a special called meeting with a 48-hour notice in order to allow the public to speak and then for us to take up this topic and everyone agreed we we agreed on a time and a date to do this um you know alderman prill uh, to his benefit um you know he he didn't necessarily want to have this meeting but he recognized that hey look we're we're allowing the public to speak which is what his ultimate concern was and you know, it was going to it was going to speed up the process so we'd make a decision one way or the other. So, you know, I, I issued the notice. Uh, we were originally going to have it at City Hall. Of course, I go to City Hall to sign the paperwork and the clerk reminds me that the staircase is completely wrapped up in plastic for plaster repair. So we had to find an alternative location. So I, I got to thinking about it. Well, what can we do? Can we have somewhere close to downtown? We thought about Stanley Hall Ballroom. And of course, there's fees associated with renting somewhere like that. So I said, well, we're members of the chamber. 
and you can rent the space for free if it's available and it was available. So I just want everyone to know that there was 73 chairs that were set up at the chamber conference room and we counted there's about 72 comfortable seats in city hall. There was not anybody in the overflow room. Uh, it was open to the public. You didn't have to have an uh, elevator to get there. Um, so, you know, that sort of stuff just sort of adds fuel to the fire that's not necessary. You know, let's talk about the facts and the situation, but let's not try to cloud everyone's judgment with innuendos. And Mayor Odom, I would like to add some more facts to this situation. During the upset bid process, did anybody else put their money on the table who was so passionate about what was going to take place in this lot? No, no, they didn't. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a great point. And also what was interesting is so much of the argument was that certain folks in the public felt like they didn't have time to speak to this. So that's the reason they wanted to move the meeting to the 14th is because we had a petition of citizens at that particular meeting. Well, I went back and looked and, you know, August the 9th, Sabrina, that's when the previous board gave direction to put a, a lot, a sign on the lot. There have been five petition of citizens since August the 9th. Um, you know, since the sign was placed, which was early November, there were three petition of citizens. So my cons my point was, you know, if this was so important and such a dire concern of the community, why did you wait until the weekend before we were supposed to make a decision on Tuesday, you know, try to put the full court press on trying to make a decision here? But, you know, ultimately, you know, one thing I want to say is, um, there was a comment made by one of the board members Wednesday night and said, you know, I don't know why the Tolson project didn't go through, which is actually the Talbot lot. And uh, I told that board member that the reason it didn't go through is because Hydra, which was primarily the group that was there in attendance. And Hydra is the Historic District Residents Association, just for clarification. Correct. Correct. Hydra had hired an attorney to fight that project that's the reason the talbot slot never happened and how ironic is it that we continue to call it talbot slot because it's something that could have been that didn't right exactly um just very quickly somebody's asking what is the msd fund it stands for municipal service district the boundaries are from hancock street where the railroad tracks are to the noose river and from the trent river where the double tree is all the way to broad street in that area Everybody that owns property, not stores, but owns property, pays a third tax. They pay city tax, they pay county tax, and they pay an MSD tax. That fund's been collected since the middle of the 80s, and um, all of the money go can only be spent in that district, nowhere else in the city. And we have used that funds to put all the utilities underground to create new sidewalks and sidewalk scapes, to buy benches and buy uh, trash cans, to uh, Bear Plaza. To make New Bern, New Bern. Yeah, uh, James Reed Lane. I mean, all those things you see there come from MSD improvement funds, and that's what, what they're there for. So, Mayor Odom, um, it's done. It's behind us. Hopefully, you're going to go to closing here shortly. I think it's good um i was you know there when the lot was bought in 2000 for 120,000 and i think it's appreciated very nicely um and it's going to be a benefit to the msd and other projects that we can do in the city and um 23 years is long enough to have an empty lot i think <laughs> yeah and and i made i made a comment the other night that um you know there were there were basically two sides to this, not sell it or sell it. And if you came there wanting the lot to be sold, uh, then you left somewhat pleased. If you came there not wanting to be sold, then you left disappointed. And unfortunately, some people left mad because they actually stormed out of the meeting. But, you know, I, I just want to, you know, take a minute here before we, we go to, to let people know that you don't have to wait until the second Tuesday of the month to address your elected officials. You can do that at any point in time where all of our emails and phone numbers are public. Um, you know, feel free to reach out to us if you have questions because there is so much, and we've talked about this before, social media is a two-edged sword. It can be very useful and it can be very harmful because when you spread misinformation, it happens so quickly. And, you know, one example I'm going to give you is, is Hydra had their annual meeting um, I believe Tuesday night of this week. 
And we were made aware of a event that was created on Facebook announcing the Hydra. Now, it wasn't the official Hydra page that did it. It was someone, I guess, that's a member of Hydra. But they created an event on Facebook, and it, it, it simply said, you know, Hydra's annual meeting, make sure you come out because the police chief Gallagher will be there to give a presentation on the social district. I mean, and that was not that, true. <laughs> it was not true. The police chief was there to talk about crime stats and things that they normally talk about when they go to community meetings. And there was another group there that was presenting on the social district. So, you know, and even some of the comments, you know, basically said, make sure you come and sign the petition against the social district. And I'm not trying to get off on a social district. I'm just using that as an example that you can't believe everything you read. And if you want to know the, the facts, then you've got to go to the source and. That's, you know, that, that's what I would encourage That is very to true. Do. And we've got to stop this accusation of you lying, me lying, whatever. I'm seeing a lot of that on the media, and that's just ridiculous. You are a man of your word. Anybody out there listening right now, I have I have worked with Mayor Odom for a while now. You know, the, the beginning part of it was a little rough. But, you know, I think we, we understand each other. And, um, you know, you are a man of your word. I have the utmost respect for you. And um, anything else that anybody says is nothing more than media spin. And I just want to make that known. Well, I, I appreciate that. And uh, I already saw a comment on an article this morning that said, I wonder who's going to benefit from that. Well, the city. I'll a question for you. It's going to be the MSD because that's where the money goes back to because they're the ones that pay for it. So there I know. you go. I mean, this is these people have got to stop. Put your money where your mouth is. OK, stop complaining. Take the risk. Do something. And that's all we need. To, I'm, I'm, I'm up here she today. She's heated I'm, today. I'm heated today. <laughs> I was before her. It's fine. <laughs> Just but, two redheads. Look, I got Commissioner Booker here, and he's got some important information about uh, the Sudan Temple. That should be another area of thank uh, you, Mayor great concern for our citizens. But thank you so much for uh, talking. Thank you. Today. Everybody have a great weekend. Okay, you, you too. too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Welcome. Good morning. And you happen to be an MSD taxpayer as well, aren't I you? I do pay that tax every year. Uh, it's substantial. Right. And I think it's uh, 20% more than our normal city tax. No, it's the, the amount is 0.1375 is what you pay. Okay. Turned out to be about 20% in my yeah, case. So anyway, that's, that's <laughs> what the number is because the, the city is 0.46 something and the county is 0. 0.5. 0. 0. 0.51. So, hey, that's a, I think that's a minuscule price to pay for the benefit of what you received. I think, I think if you bought property in that territory that you just described and it's a surprise, then you didn't do your homework. Yeah. Amen. So yeah. uh, that's bottom line. Yeah, that is. So welcome to City Talk. Of course, um, the news in the last month has been um, the purchase of the Sudan property. Yeah, before we get to that, okay. though, I have Oh, I, man. I, okay, all right. Today is kind of a sad day for me because today's the day the music died. Ah, is that today the date of the plane crash? Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Goodness. See, I, I'm an old lady. <laughs> you guys were either not alive or I was alive. In, uh, I wasn't school, but I remember it well. It was uh, so. It was Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly, J.P. Richardson, and right. Richie Valens. Richie Valens. J.P. Richardson was known as the Big Bopper. Oh, okay. I didn't know him as well as. Yeah, uh, well, he only had one hit song, and uh, Chantilly Lace. Oh, okay. Big, so, uh, and anyway. they were, it was a plane crash, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody from Paul McCartney to whoever, they credit Buddy Holly as uh, one of their inspiration to, uh, for their music. So, uh, and he was young. Yeah, he was 21 or 22 years old. Yeah. And they were all three young. Richie Valens was in his teens. teens yeah. yeah, that is a shame. Plane crash. Fun little historical fact. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for updating. And us. then "American Pie" by Don McLean was the big hit song that came years later, and that's where the term "the day the, the music, music died." died. Yes, yeah. that's anyway. So true. All right. What a well-rounded <laughs> man this morning. <laughs> He's a blast from the past. He really is. <laughs> That means I'm old, if I remember. <laughs> yes, but you've... I remember that date. You, yeah. You've done a great job in aging gracefully. So. <laughs> well, it all depends on who you talk to. Anyway. You know, I'm gonna, my mother-in-law's favorite saying was, was God is very fond of Ella Bengal, so I'm going to say God is very fond of Danny Booker. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, I like my favorite line, and I try to use it regularly. You've heard me say it, and that was uh, that's what uh, Clint Eastwood, when asked, how in the world can you be 88 years old and starting a new movie and playing golf. And he said, very simple. I don't let the old man in. That's it. 
very good. I love that. This is a whole new Denny. <laughs> All right. Coming in hot. Let, let's talk Sudan Temple. Too. Yeah, sure. I, I, and the reason I asked you on today is because I noticed that you had a post on Facebook or your daughter shared yeah. a post. Yeah, I did. With a statement well, about it because are you getting a lot of questions? Yeah, comments? Um, yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Any decision like the one you guys were just discussing. By the way, I was one of the 17 who said sell a sell it now uh, real quickly two reasons number one the money is going to msd but more importantly it's going to start collecting tax dollars for the county and the city absolutely and msd absolutely and then it's going to be developed hopefully but into something that will be a positive well uh, that lot's used about three days a year it is an empty dirt lot it's basically been the the excuse the expression poop ground for everybody's pets so you are just owning it today. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, the income is going to come from that, and hopefully something good that is going to make the city right. even better. So anyway, on to the Sudan Temple. Yeah. Um, Before I, we get into this, can you please remind anyone who's new here where this location is? Sure, I'll be glad to. It is on Broad Street. The Sudan Temple is a building built in 1954. It was the Shriners headquarters. Uh, each of the Shriners, when you're a Shrine, when you're in that group, you have a, a special, you belong to a, a subgroup, and they all had their little rooms in there, their clubhouse rooms that they used for a variety of things. And, and that, it's, it's close to the water. It's sort of next door to the county building, and it's been sitting totally empty since Hurricane Florence. Um, and before Hurricane Florence, uh, they were already discussing selling the building because they, they had gotten to the point where the, the building was uh, too expensive to maintain. And I found out when I toured it recently that it doesn't even have air conditioning. Uh, the building was built in 54, and it's in, in sad shape. But it's a big building, a lot of square feet. And I tell everybody just one little, little bit, tidbit of information. And this is for people who have, you know, really want to go the extra mile. Go to the library, get the book out on on Old Newburn, um, John Green's book, and you'll see the most beautiful picture of the most beautiful home that was once on that site. Mm. That had gardens that extended across the street to the the lot that you own on the waterfront. It was a beautiful old Victorian home that, at the death of the owners, that was donated to the Shriners. Oh. And so that's how the Shriners acquired that property. So that building hasn't always been there. You know, there was but, a home there at one time. So when people say, oh, you know, it's part of the fabric. Well, yes, it is. But. <laughs> but 1954 isn't that long ago. Well, in, you know. And when we talk about history in Newburn. Well, but 50 years for the state. Yeah. If it's 50 years, it could be deemed historic. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so we bought it because um, it was for sale. They put a for sale sign on it. They, it includes a, a, a nice corner of the waterfront. Mm-hmm. If you go across the street, which would be East Front Street, uh, the waterfront property there that really isn't being used either is is part of the, the purchase that we made. So yeah, I'm getting a lot of a lot of questions. Most people are happy when they hear that we're most likely going to demolish the building because it's been an eyesore. It's an eyesore. Yeah. Nothing's going on there. Right. It's for going on five years. And so most people that contact contacted me or have discussed it with me are happy about it. But there are those folks who think we should save it, restore it, et cetera. Uh, we're not in the business of restoring buildings. We needed the parking lot. The parking lot between the county building and the Shriner building Everybody thought it was owned by the county. It was not. It was leased to the county for the last 20-plus years by the Shriners. We need that parking lot for our employees, but more importantly for the, for the um, courthouse. Court, courthouse and the, the uh, people coming and going to the courthouse every day that court's in session. So uh, we, we, we kind of bought it out of defense, uh, but we're, uh, we're looking forward to— um, not quickly, but we're looking forward to doing something with the building, uh, demolishing it, and then uh, something will go on that property. Uh, at this point, we have no idea how that's going to play out. Right. Is that in the footprint of your district? 
It is. It is. I, I was. Because, yeah. I I, you know, the lines are drawn so no. crazy down. Yeah, it's, it's that, in my district. Yeah. So I, I was unsure about that. So, you know, your plan is then to take the building down. Now, everybody is concerned about the dome, the onion dome. You know, oh. it's part of the skyline of New Bern. If you do see, it is part of our skyline. It really is part of our skyline. But I understand that maybe the Shriners may want it back to put on something new that they. I believe they did ask us to, to uh, save that for them. Um, it's made out of metal. Right. I'm not sure it can be saved. Anything can be saved right. at, a, at a cost. Right. But it's not going to be inexpensive to take that down right. without damaging it. And I'm sure you just had hundreds of people lining up at the county doors offering their money to save that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There have been, there've been, I think. I've seen all the comments, so I'm hoping they're lining up also. Yeah, the, the, with their checkbook. Mm -hmm. Now that. I don't know what date we're going to actually have that line, but we'll uh, we'll we'll <laughs> let me know. <laughs> well, will this having this property help to to the growth of the county as far as your office? I know that um, you're kind of spread out in different departments that you have, um, being one the register of deeds and the the tax office is in a separate building. I know probably the county manager would like to have that in house, just don't have the space where you're at yep. now. Is yep. there a potential to? build a new building and maybe house everything together? Yeah, that's that's a possibility. That's one of the things that's being discussed. The, uh, the people, um, I guess we call it the planning department, is, is over on Noose Boulevard. Uh, okay. um, it, yeah, there are a number of departments scattered that it would be nice for the county manager to have those people to report to him in the building with him. Uh, that would be- I think it would be more It would efficient. improve efficiency. Yeah, it would make, if we could, com communication could be better. Right. So and it would allow for ample parking for those departments. Right, then. that's one possibility. There, there are people that have you know all out of the woodwork. People come when uh, I've had two people, two phone calls yesterday, back to back, from people who are talking about a public-private partnership to do something with that property, and that's a possibility. There are a number of things that could be done. Um, I'm hopeful that we have no use for. The, por the portion on the water. We have no use for that. The county has no, we, I can't visualize the, the commissioners voting to do anything with that other than sell it, sell it or join in with uh, the, the property owner, including the city, and maybe a hotel could go there. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there was one there. Uh, it wasn't on that piece of property. No, no, but it was on the property adjacent. Um, yeah, but it still didn't intersect that because you have to remember that Broad Street went all the way. No, I understand, there. but yeah. I'm saying you could put those properties together, and you could put a hotel there. My, I, all right, my concern is this: so the city has the 30 foot right of way around there, as you see the walkway, part of the river walk. Yeah. that's the, yep. the city's 30 foot easement. Cama has a 75 foot yep. setback. Yeah. So when you start putting all that together, it makes it. The footprint becomes difficult at best. Height limitations. How do you get your money back? Where do you park? So I, I mean, no, every nothing is impossible. We know that. But I think it's and that was the issue with people prior to the county buying it, who were trying to buy it from the Sudan. They couldn't make the numbers work. Yeah, sure. Especially at no, the purchase even price. the city and the county. I, my point was with the property owner who owns then the rest of the property. Right. If that could have all, but but that's that's it's just down the road, way down the road. Yeah. 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 Bottom line is we don't have any use for that piece, and uh, uh, I think we we'll, we will attempt at some point to put it up for sale. Well, you should work with the first ward aldermen. Um, they they want more parks. Yeah. So um, oh, I think yeah. I is there one down there? A park no, downtown? Not a park. No, it's all we've private. got Union Point Park. I was joking again. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> really dry humor this morning, guys. Sorry. Woo! The city only has twenty-eight parks, and for a city of our size, I think we need more like thirty or forty. You know, oh, I'm being facetious. <laughs> I was too. I got it. Twenty-eight parks. I know. So anyway, we don't need more parks. We need. We need more economic income. Development. Yeah, economic we need more development. development. Well, paying taxes. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Sudan Temple never that never generated any, any taxes. Tax there that's anyway. correct. And uh, so it was a nonprofit. So the, uh, the part on the water is is I think uh, eventually we will put a for sale sign on it. The the piece between the water and the county building is 
we're going to discuss. And we have made one decision only, and that is we're going to go slow. Yeah. We're not going to rush into anything and then say, gosh, we didn't think of that. So we're going to take our time. We're not under any pressure right now to do anything that. with it. Smart move. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and for those of you listening right now, you know, if you do have comments, questions, concerns, contact your county commissioner. Go they to the are, meetings. Just like they have them public uh, every uh, month. Mayor Odom said their numbers are published. They yep. have everything. You know, they, you can talk to them anytime. You don't have to wait to public comment. But instead of going off someplace on social media or whatever, find out the facts. Get the information. Have you ever not spoken to anybody that's... Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing about the commissioners is, that, and I can't speak for the two new ones, but the, the prior board, uh, we had kind of an unspoken or unwritten, not unspoken, unwritten rule that we kind of deferred to whoever, whoever, uh, whose ward, who, no, and who, whose yeah, district. district uh, we kind of looked at that as, so I know the chairman uh, often would say to me, anything that is in my district, because it's downtown, he said, well, what, what do you want to do? And so, Except for one thing. Yeah, oh, one my thing. gosh. One thing. <laughs> you guys, it is we water on under the bridge. Time. Sorry, but, you know, you all were allowed to make We have your so many things today. <laughs> but typically, typically, we do talk to the – if there's something going on in Cove City, I'm not going to weigh in on it. I'm going to go to the, the commissioner who has Cove City and say to him, what's your, what's right. your pleasure? Right. And so – uh, yeah, call me if you have a question or, or a comment. I'll be glad to listen. Uh, but we are going to go slowly um, because we don't want to. We don't want to do something that we that we regret. I've had. I've also had comments from homeowners whose property is behind the Sudan Temple. They're concerned that whole street. There's a. There are about a, fifteen homes. I would That's guess correct, yes. that are going to border on this. Property. Whatever goes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're concerned about what what are you guys going to do? Well, and, 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 and right now, it was not boarded up properly. It was not secured properly. And people have gotten in there and graffiti on the inside, damaged. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. So it right now, it's a nuisance to those property yeah. owners, the way it is. Yeah. I mean, having it taken down and nothing there would be a whole lot better for them than it is right now. One so. week ago, we put on respirators and we went in and toured the building. And it is destroyed on the inside. Everything that had a value inside that building is destroyed. And there was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, so they, uh, the Shriners had removed some things, but there's, there was still, you know, everything from sofas to signs on the wall, everything has been destroyed. Oh, what a shame. That is a shame. Well, I'm glad the county has it. We know it'll have some purpose that will serve the citizens at some point, one point. way or the other, Love it will it. serve the citizens. And again, if you're interested in public-private partnership, if you're interested in the waterfront property, you know, that's the beauty. But understand that it's a public process. Everybody knows. it's People don't understand when you're buying property or working with a, a government, there is a public process to yep. it. And that's just the way it is. So... Um, any other last comments about the county? No, other than, yeah, there's one. And that is everybody very shortly is going to get a notice of the revaluation of their Ooh. property. You're doing so and, good at reminding us of this. It's going to cause a lot of, of angst. And, and I just say, hey, uh, uh, take time, slow down. Just because your property doubled in value doesn't mean your taxes are going to double. Right. So it, 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 some people are going to be happy. There are going to be three three possibilities. Your taxes are going to go up, your taxes are going to stay the same, or your taxes are going to go down. There's going to be some of all of that. Right. And, and at the end of the day, what the county and city does, I've been involved in this process before, is that they look at the total value, okay? So if they took in, I'm going to use the city of Newburn, if $14 million is the ad valorem tax space that they've taken to get us to revenue neutral, they'll look and see what the tax rate needs to be to get us to $14 million based on, you know, the, the value of the property. And that's how you look at it. And then from there, you make the adjustments based on what's necessary. Yeah, I tell, I've told a couple of the new commissioners, oh, be careful with the term revenue, revenue neutral, neutral because it, it doesn't mean that everybody's revenue is going Correct, to be neutral. but it's the city's, the city becomes Yeah, the, the county and the, the city, I think, probably have the same attitude. We're not looking to increase our income. 
uh, but, but by the law, we had to do this. This is state law. So when was the last reevaluation? I think it was six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, man, we have packed in today, haven't we? We have. How do I sign up to do this ballet thing? I, I, it's uh, 25 bucks. You need to I go. don't. I'll pay more for you not to do it. If I, <laughs> you would pay for me to be there. I'll pay 50 for you not to go. Oh, not, not to dance. Okay. Uh, Liz, I'm so glad you're here. Am I going to see you next week or are you traveling? I'm going to be in South Dakota next week. Ooh, that's right. You're I know. I'm very excited. Or... I'm going ice fishing. Ice fishing. That's Yeah. It. Going to talk to some Legionnaires out there and I'm going to do some ice fishing along the way. Awesome. That, that's The veteran strengthening and strengthening America. Okay. That, that's great. Well, we will miss you next week. I know we will have a great show. I've got my good friend, our good friend, Brian Saunders, coming on next week to talk about his... Um, little ministry he's got going on yes. and fishing and so i'm excited to have him and on I, next week since we have one last minute left okay. everybody's going to baxter's tomorrow night even if you're going to the heart ball afterwards go to baxter's and support them let me tell you something they are that place is stunning jaw, it's jaw dropping i have a leather jaw dress i'm wearing tomorrow it tonight. should be it should can't be. wait jaw dropping I, I, absolutely i've not been in there but i no, have looked at when you go in there you're like i can't believe this is in newburn they they lovingly, I got to take a tour last week after the show. They lovingly restored that. They did. They lovingly restored I that. I literally they broke out a leather dress for the grand opening tonight. Well, I am can. so excited. Jenny <laughs> and I can't. You can. You can. You just don't. So break out your leather dress. I cannot. Go to ballet class with Denny. If I could, I would. I, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm Sounds here for good. it. Well, there's lots going on uh, this week. And thank you so much. You know, we appreciate all the comments. Share. Um, a lot was said today. Oh my gosh, go video. to new, uh, newburn.com or visit newburn.com. There's yes. a calendar of events with a million events. Anyone right. who says we don't have events is out there. Well, out there. <laughs> but I'm I'm always glad to see you, Liz. Thank I'm you always glad to see you, Commissioner too. Booker. Thank you. Always good to see you as well. Everybody, this is a great community. Try to be calm. Don't listen to kind and calm. Don't listen to all this negative stuff. We have people that just want to draw negative. This community has survived because of all the wonderful people in it. Yeah, man. And, and, and you know, people that are mad and angry, turn, turn that into love. Spread you know, some that's love. That's all I could say, yeah. <laughs> and remember that one of the largest drivers of economic growth in eastern North Carolina is Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point. Amen. It is. And thank Semper you Fidelis. Number one employer in our yes, county. absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Trisha. It was a great show. Uh, Liz and I are well, going to what? See you on the sidewalk. See you on the sidewalks, everybody. Take care. Semper